Alrighty, we will go ahead and get started. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jeremy Kitchen. I am the executive director here at Texans for Fiscal Responsibility. We are joined this morning by our president, CEO, Tim Harden, who I know is on the road right now. So appreciate you joining us, Tim. Good morning. Good to be here. Awesome. So we'll go ahead and get started. So this week, obviously, it'd be a pretty busy week would be my estimation. Obviously, we had the bill filing deadline on Friday. That marked day 60 of the legislative session. So what you're going to see this week is kind of a slow buildup, um, if you will, of bills starting to make their way through the process. Obviously, we've got a lot of committee hearings scheduled in the Texas legislature this week, um, both the House and Senate. Of course, Tim, you are on your way uh, down to Austin right now, um, I think with the intent to testify um, on House Bill 2. So real quick, I'll set the stage. House Bill 2 is the House's House leadership's prioritized version of what they're calling the Property Tax Relief Act. Um, it's being heard in the House Ways and Means Committee this morning at 10 o'clock. Um, and ultimately what this bill does, as we understand it, um, primarily two things. It drops or proposes to drop the appraisal um, cap from 10% to 5%, and then it also um, includes some additional compression um, on the maintenance and operations portion of the property tax. So, Tim, if you don't mind, why don't you kind of walk through what you intend to see out of the committee hearing this morning? Sure, yeah, I'll be uh, testifying on the bill itself. And, of course, um, you know, we're, we're not against any, any property tax relief, and I, I think this is, uh, you know, an effort towards that. Although, if anybody's familiar with our plan, our Texas Prosperity Plan, and our plan to eliminate property taxes, we just simply don't think this bill goes far enough. Uh, it's, it's offering roughly, I think, about $6 billion in compression. Um, there's problems as well with uh, uh, dropping the appraisal cap. Um, when we drop it from 10 to 5%, uh, there is no guarantee that uh, local governments will not raise rates. There's no protections in the bill that, that actually uh, explicitly uh, protect against that. So we can absolutely assume that that's exactly what local governments are going to do, um, which we would, we would argue that, you know, this is not the best form of property tax relief. Uh, we prefer compression because this is lasting and permanent uh, when compared with the House's bill of the appraisal cap drop or even the Senate's bill, which is the homestead exemption increase. These are temporary gimmicks. Uh, they do not provide lasting property tax relief. And more importantly, they do not eliminate property taxes and restore private property routes to Texans, and that's what we would like to see happen. Yeah, I think that's kind of the nail on the head, right, is that, you know, we're not opposed to this bill. I think certainly we support additional property tax relief, but given the quote-unquote historic opportunity that exists with the budget surplus and other things that they can do, uh, certainly this does not put us on a path to elimination, which should be the overall goal for Texas taxpayers. Uh, given that, as we've said many times before, Texas does not have a revenue problem, it has a spending problem. Um, you alluded to it, obviously, compression being what we consider the superior uh, kind of approach uh, to that of the, the gimmicks that you alluded to. Obviously, just to, to be clear, the Senate's uh, version of kind of what they think is property tax relief, um, I believe, takes the form of Senate Bill 3 and Senate Joint Resolution 3, and they're primarily prioritizing, it seems, um, a homestead exemption increase, right, from 40000 to 70000 um, I might remind folks that, of course, we've done this 
several times previously last legislative session they raised the the homestead increase from that of 25,000 to 40,000 i believe it was two sessions before that they raised it from 15,000 to 25,000 um and you know somewhat amusingly uh, uh you know i believe lieutenant governor dan patrick last fall had said he intends to stick around until they raise it to 100,000 and so it just kind of shows i mean obviously the plan is already there to increase it that much more um, over time. And it, it kind of speaks to the gimmicky nature in which you alluded to. Uh, before we move on, did you have anything else on that, Tim? No, I mean, it, the, the, the question, you know, when it comes to Dan Patrick's comments is if you plan on raising to 100,000, then well, why don't we do it this time, right? <laughs> uh, but, but the reality is, I think, you know, and the politics behind what they're doing is they want to kind of piecemeal this out. So next go around, they can again, add another 30,000 and say they did something uh, and, and hope that taxpayers just ignore the fact that we had $32 billion available to compress rates and they're choosing to choose only six of that. Um, and so uh, there's certainly politics behind policy. Yeah, and as we've spoken to several times before too, right? Like obviously we're, we're talking about the budget surplus, which is, you know, $32 billion. But even if they cut spending, right? If they adopted what we consider our no growth or frozen budget, right? They would have even more, I think, estimates of, of almost $60 billion to do that and, and certainly put us on a, uh, a path to eliminate the property tax even quicker. Um, I'm, I'm going to move on, Tim. Uh, they Another one of our kind of legislative priorities that's being heard this week, um, Senate Bill 175, which is the proposed ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying, um, authored by State Senator Mays Middleton, who's a TFR taxpayer champion uh, previously uh, and in his tenure in the House of Representatives. He's, of course, filed this bill several times before, but what's notable about this bill this time is um, there was a late revised schedule for the Senate State Affairs Committee. Originally, this bill was not on the hearing that takes place today. Um, they revised it, I believe, Friday of last week. They added Senate Bill 175. So at 1030 this morning, the Senate State Affairs Committee will take up Senate Bill 175. That's the ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying. Uh, Tim, did you want to, obviously, it's a legislative priority of ours. Did you have any insight into that? No report. We think this is a super strong bill. Uh, he, has, uh, he has brought this version before, as you already said. Uh, I believe last go around, Betancourt in the Senate brought a kind of a wicker version. So I'm glad to see this prioritized in the Senate and it get a very speedy hearing. Uh, of course, uh, when we talk about property taxes, when we talk about bad local governments, uh, this is absolutely directly related to that. Uh, using taxpayer dollars to hire corporate lobbyists to lobby against the interests of taxpayers. It's a, it's a corrupt practice. 95% of Republican primary voters oppose it. Uh, we need to get it fast to go around. So it's encouraging to see them move quickly on this. Yeah, obviously, you know, Senate Bill 175, it wasn't one of the named Senate Bill 1 through 30 uh, prioritized by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. But, of course, this is something he's prioritized uh, several sessions before. Um, and, you know, it's also been a legislative priority of his own political party, right? The Texas GOP um, had had this as a legislative priority the last two cycles. It is not one of their top eight priorities this cycle, but it is still included in their party's platform, a ban on the practice. So I uh, certainly want taxpayers to be on the lookout for that. It seems at least on the Senate side that that bill's on the move. Notably, as we mentioned last week too, uh, finally, right before the House bill, uh, bill filing deadline, we had um, a House version of that same bill filed. So I want to make sure that's on people's radar. That took the form of House Bill 35. 
38 by uh, State Representative Ellen Troxclair, a Republican uh, from the uh, um, Austin general area, I believe Spicewood, um, if you will, but she's a Republican freshman lawmaker, former city councilman there in in, uh, in the city of Austin. Um, that's House Bill 3538. Now, as of right now, that bill, I don't believe has been referred to committee um, as of yet, but that did get filed. So we have a um, proposed statewide ban in both the House and Senate side. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I wanted to let everyone know, of course, the House and Senate will both convene today um, at 2 p.m. Today is day 63 of the 140 day legislative session and just as a reminder now that we are beyond the bill filing deadline uh, bills will start to kind of pick up that the pace the agenda will start to pick up you'll see bills starting to move through uh, committees certainly if history is any uh, any guide you'll start to see pretty much the governor's um, emergency items and then of course the house and senate priorities move somewhat quicker um, wanted to remind folks as well uh, kind of taking away from the state level but something that's important to our efforts is we'll have some new consumer price index uh, some cpi data released uh, tomorrow as well and i think uh, obviously that's going to dictate a lot of what's uh, what's happening both on the national and state level here uh, going forward as we figure out uh, where our economy stands, um, where inflation stands, you know, everything else. Uh, Tim, did you want to uh, add anything to all of the above? Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm honestly, I don't have a crystal ball, right? Um, I'm, I'm not too optimistic. And the reason I'm not too optimistic is if you paid attention to what Jerome Powell said, I believe last week, is he basically said, hey, uh, we're going to raise rates higher than we originally anticipated. Um, you know, inflation is not under control. And, uh, you know, the skeptic in me thinks that, you know, he's seen the numbers and he knows that uh, inflation is probably going to go up instead of down, which is the way that they want it to go. The, the goal of the Fed is to get it down to 2%. They've repeated this over and over again. And so uh, I believe that he's hinting at higher than anticipated rate hikes because he knows inflation is continuing to be a problem and it is not going down, uh, which is, of course, Horrible news for our economy. Horrible news for Texans and taxpayers. Uh, we are we are suffering under you know high property tax burdens, but gas prices are going up, food prices are going up, inflation is crushing us, which is all the reason more for the Texas legislature to uh, pass fiscally responsible issues to help taxpayers out because we're certainly drowning under uh, inflationary pressure. Awesome. Well, everyone, I appreciate y'all being on uh, this morning uh, for this the week ahead here in Tech Sledge. We'll, of course, be back with another episode of this next Monday at 9 a.m. Uh, stay tuned, of course, for Thursday for our weekly roundup podcast, which is Taxpayer Talks. Uh, that'll be <clears throat> published on Thursday. You can find us, of course, at TexasTaxpayers.com and then all over on all the primary social media platforms at Texas Tax.